You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and oh my goodness, do we have another exciting episode for you all. Uh, We have two guests, which is double the fun. Uh, I can't wait to share this one with you all. Maya Jade Frank and Michael Lee Brown stopped by, and uh, they're doing some pretty incredible things, so I can't wait to share that with you. But before we do that, let's have a little news segment, shall we? What's going on in the world? Lots of fun things happening. Okay, I don't know about you all, but I I said it last week, you know, the In the Heights trailer released during the Grammys, and oh my god, it was so good. I'm so excited, and I'm even more excited to learn that they are actually, they had like a set release date, but they're actually going to bring it up. So they're going to have the release earlier than it was uh, originally announced. So now it's going to be on June 11th. We will see the In the Heights movie. And I am so excited. Uh, Anthony Ramos is so good. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course. Christopher Jackson. All of these incredible, talented actors are in it. Uh, I can't wait. I could not be more excited. A recent guest of Take a Bow, Lena Hall, is actually going to be doing a virtual show, like a little concert, April 9th. If you're interested in that, I know some of you may have listened to our episode, so if you're interested in watching her perform, go to her website or go to her social media account for the link for tickets to that little lovely Zoom concert that she's uh, having for everyone. And I believe there's a meet and greet uh, option as well. So go check it out. Okay, so... Two fun events coming up Monday, March 29th, Amplify 2021. It's a new little event that Broadway stars are doing. And what it is, is it's a virtual show with your free ticket. You're actually going to get a pre-show meet and greet. So that's really cool. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to pay anything. You get a link. If you register for a ticket, you get a link and you can get this little pre-show meet and greet virtually and all of these fun things, and you can watch the show, you can watch people like Andrea Burns, Ashley Park, Eva Noblezada, Reeve Carney, special appearance from Bernadette Peters. I know, I know, that's incredible. I'm so excited for that. Gavin Creel, Celia Keenan-Bolger, Stephanie J. Block, Teal Wicks, Michaela Diamond, Jen Colello, Rob McClure, Ashley Park, Take a Bow guest, Caitlin Kinnanen. I mean, like, the list is just going on and on. Brandon Victor Dixon, all of these amazing, amazing people. Shoshana Bean, I, I can't, I mean, I could do a whole podcast on who's going to be at this event. Um, it's going to be pretty amazing. Amplify 2021. Uh, again, you can get a free ticket. You can get a meet and greet with that ticket. It starts at 8 p.m. March 29th. That's Monday. And uh, there, it's their 
inaugural spring concert that they're going to do and they will be raising money and highlighting programs which provide support visibility and community for the female non-binary and tgnc music makers in the theater industry so it's definitely a great cause and it's definitely something that's worth checking out i will be checking it out Monday, March 29th at 8 p.m. And the next day, Tuesday, March 30th at 8 p.m. is the annual Broadway Backwards. They're figuring out how to do it virtually. And I could not be more excited because not only is this like so entertaining, but like it's also um, supporting a great cause and Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS. It's going to also be featuring amazing guests like Stephanie J. Block and Leah Salonga and Matt Bomber and Darren Chris and Cynthia Revo and Joshua Henry and Jay Armstrong and Jen Colella will be hosting it. And like all of these amazing people are going to be in it. It's Broadway Backwards. And for those of you who may not have heard of it, it's the annual event featuring Broadway stars performing numbers in which they usually like would not be able to do on stage, like be cast in. And this gives them an opportunity to do that. So it's kind of like miscast, but it's also different in a way as far as they're not just limited to gender. So it's really cool. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'll be there. It's free on YouTube. Go check it out. Some other fun things that are happening here are uh, Celia Keenan-Bolger launched a new podcast called Sunday Pancakes. So I'll be checking that out. It's with her friends. Like, it's not necessarily Broadway related. Obviously, Broadway's were talked about a lot. And she has like guests from Broadway shows that she's worked with. So it's a lot of fun. And then, of course, <laughs> there's a new fun little announcement that was announced. And that's that fun home you know, Fun Home. You ever heard of it? No, you haven't? Okay, that's okay. Um, You know, our old co-host, Sydney Lucas, used to be in it, and, like, I guess she got, like, something called a Tony Award nomination, whatever. But it's actually going to be premiering in Australia, and get this, it's in Sydney. So it makes sense, right? Uh, it's Sydney, Australia, Fun Home making an Australian premiere, uh, so that's exciting. I thought it was worth mentioning. Obviously, Sydney, Australia, Sydney Lucas were, are now both connected to Fun Home. I loved it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on in the Broadway world. And uh, with that being said, let's turn it over to Maya and Michael, and they're going to explain what they're doing and what is going on in their Broadway world. Maya Jade Frank and Michael Lee Brown, curtain up. <laughs> On this week's episode, we have not one, but two guests taking a bow. Maya Jade Frank and Michael Lee Brown both have created impressive resumes for themselves, whether it was on Broadway or Disney Channel or even creating music. Recently, they have joined forces to create Benefit, which includes many of your favorite Broadway actors and even some previous Take a Bow guests. So welcome to Take a Bow, Maya Jade Frank and Michael Lee Brown. Thank you all for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm, I'm so excited for this. I know it's going to be a blast. And what you guys are doing with Benefit is amazing. So let's get into it. So the two of you, obviously, you guys both have Broadway shows under your belt. Before we get into Benefit, what kind of got you guys into theater? Yeah, it's 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 been a journey. 
So I got into theater probably about when I was nine or 10, very young. And uh, I actually started out getting more into like the TV world. And I went out to LA when I was very young, trying to do that whole thing and the little things here and there and kind of got into that whole, you know, very different community. Um, mm. But I loved it. It was great. It was wonderful. And then when I got a little older into high school, I got more into doing professional theater and theater in school. And I grew up outside of Philadelphia, so not too far from New York City. And so throughout high school, I started to really utilize New York City and going in and training as much as I could and taking voice lessons and acting classes and things like that. And so then after that, I knew I wanted to go to school for it. So I went to college for theater and I left and did a couple plays and, and just was always just did as much theater as I as I could really. And then that led me into, you know, doing Dear Evan Hansen and some other shows and things like that. Uh, but it, it's, I guess what, for me, how it started was I really just wanted to perform. I loved acting. I loved singing. And even though when I started, I really wanted to do more of the acting thing, I got more into the music and singing as I got a little older. And so theater kind of allowed me to, uh, you know, do all of it, which which is what I love about it. That's amazing. Yeah, so true. Maya, how about you? Kind of similar. I mean, I actually hijacked one of my sister's auditions when I was like really little <laughs> and sang The Bare Necessities. And she really is the one that inspired me, I think, to perform and um, you know, watching her grow up and she used to take me out of like the crib and like dance with me and teach me things. And, oh. and so I just kind of idolized her. And then once I did my very first show, I fell in love with like the rush of seeing other people's reactions, I guess, if you want to call that. And I, I think it was after my first show um, that I ever did, Hurricane, uh, the musical off Broadway. And one woman came up to me after the end and she said to me, you know, you reminded me so much of my daughter who passed away. Thank you so much for oh my for bringing that light back into my life for just even a few minutes. And, and I was five or six, but for some reason that really hit me. And ever since, wow, then, cool. um, yeah, <laughs> ever since then, I just kind of felt like that's where I needed to be. I needed to be performing and it showed me how how you can really inspire others by telling stories through movement and expression. And I just fell in love and continued. Just made me happy. I love that. I mean, literally anyone who is a performer of any sorts, I feel like that is definitely one of the greatest honors and benefits of it all is just like making a positive impact on someone's lives, you yeah. know, even if it is for a couple of minutes or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So you guys talked about like what kind of inspired you to get into theater. So now you guys have created this benefit and what inspired you guys to make that? And are you trying to kind of sh bring other people into theater that may not be into yeah. theater? Or is it kind of geared towards people in theater? Like what's it? Yeah, for sure. Maya really, Maya really was the one with the force behind all this and I <laughs> And, and helping out as much as I can, but she really, you know, she's brilliant and she was amazing with coming up with this. So it's really wonderful. I've never been the kind of person that sits still and does nothing. Yeah. I like to balance things, but I also like to be super busy. I don't know. I feed off of that energy. I'm very New York in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I totally. was sitting around and I was thinking, you know, um, we're in quarantine kind of basically still. And it's been a really long time and I miss my theater community. I miss, I miss having those people to share and learn from and yeah. express creativity and foster community. 
And I was like, we need to create something because that's what we do. And let's just do it. It doesn't exist. That's so let's make it together. And I thought that it would be a really great idea to somehow give back. Yeah. And I thought that the Actors Fund was a great way to um, give back to our community. And I wanted to make sure that it was open to everybody. So I made it donation based and, um, you know, we've been great getting amazing donations. And so that's been amazing. And basically the idea of benefit is a series of master classes taught by industry professionals. Um, and it can be anything from, you know, a mock dance audition call to, uh, where this weekend we're having a Dear Evan Hansen workshop, like an audition workshop. So you can bring in your audition musical theater cut and we'll help you with it. Um, and they're taught by, you know, people on Broadway, people who've been on Broadway, dance captains, uh, we've got producers, uh, and we also have, you know, people from TV and film as well. Like Larry Saperstein's going to come in and teach a top class and he's from high school musical, the musical, the series, and he's awesome and so much fun. And yeah, we wanted to make it. We wanted to create and use creativity to inspire and motivate change and motivate and foster community. So at the same time, give back. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And what organizations have you partnered with to, uh, like, where are the donations going to, I guess? Yeah, so all the donations are going directly to the Actors Fund. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I if, we've been doing that here on the podcast, too, you know, like, p- pushing that as much as possible. Oh, you yeah. know, it, it's incredible what they're doing over there at the Actors Fund, okay. truly. Um, I was trying exactly. to get... Yeah, right. And I don't know if you all see saw what happened uh, a couple a couple days ago in Times Square, like for Broadway's like one year anniversary of being shut down. I, you know, like, again, I was like trying to like be like, you know, make donations. I made a few donations and like, for, in honor of like the one year anniversary, because it's so true, like so little can go so far. So not only if you you will get like an amazing class with industry professionals, but you'll always you'll also be making a huge impact on some people's lives. So it's really cool what you guys are doing and the fact that you've teamed up with that. Yeah, for sure. And it's and it's so cool. It's true too. Maya, I mean, Maya is like one of the hardest working people I've ever met. She's oh crazy God. busy. All the time. It's, it's it's amazing. So uh, it's really cool. She's doing this, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Really? But yeah. Oh, uh, the main, uh, what's really cool about it, one, Actors Fund is amazing. And I, I've heard a lot of stories and a lot of people have been very, you know, that the Actors Fund has helped so much. And so it, it's mm. definitely an organization that I really am passionate about and want to, you know, give back to as much as I can, make my donations. And and also it just, it, it, on more of a creativity level, it's just to have that experience of being able to have a free masterclass, you know, or just donate a couple dollars, you know, to a great organization uh, for that masterclass is so vital and crucial. And I, I, if I had that, you know, when I was younger or whatever it may be, or any stage of my career, I, I would have jumped on it, you know? Absolutely. Uh, so that's just been really cool. And, and there's such a variety of amazing artists who have been signing up for this and we have more people coming and things like that. And, and so it's, it's really, it's a really cool yeah, thing. And, I, too and, and being yeah. able to like, Hey, if you're hearing this podcast, you want to teach you class people like reach out to us the all sister yeah exactly we're open to everybody you know any any ours and now how long is this like how long do your classes go till so um right now it's every sunday at 5 30 p.m eastern 
Um, and it's anywhere between like an hour and an hour and a half. It's really up to the teacher and, you know, also like what we're teaching. A few weekends ago, we had Erica Mansfield, who is amazing. She's been in yes. a billion Broadway shows. She's currently in um, Mrs. Doubtfire. I was in two Broadway shows with her. No two, way. I was in, I, Yeah, we were in yes. Pippin and Finding Neverland together. Oh, oh that's amazing. Wait, that's I love Erica. We were in Evita on Broadway together. Oh my God, of course. She's literally been in every Broadway show. So like... <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. She taught a class and she was so amazing. And she also did like a Q&A. And it's really cool to be able to see like all of these people from all over the world who are coming in and zooming in just to learn from these people because it's it's access to these classes and um, that, that they've never, you know, really had before. So totally. that's such a cool aspect of it. Now, do they do they go to like the end of April or like beyond? They go beyond. Right now, we have them scheduled like through the summer, and we're currently working oh. on a little bit of a summer program, perhaps. But right now, we have people like really lined up until when is our last one currently, Michael? It's a while from now. We have a lot and more coming, obviously, too. Yeah. So it's kind of just a really ongoing and ongoing, you know, process. To be honest. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you guys are like, you know, going strong. And it's not just like a month thing. And you. Oh, yeah, just, no, I mean, it start. I think originally we started out thinking we just yeah. do a couple weeks, but then it kind of grew and with the interest we got from it. And, and, you know, and just it, we we're like, might as well just keep it going. It's great. That's incredible. I mean, I literally everything that you guys are doing, it's just like mind blowing. And it's just so great for not only like the community and everyone involved, but also for like, people who you know love Broadway and love theater and want to get into it and can learn from people that are doing it and that's like so cool um how do people actually sign up so all you have to do is go to the yasisters.com slash benefit and you can see all of the like you can see the entire schedule um and then you, there's like a little sign that says click here to sign up so you just sign up there and you can also sign up for multiple classes at the same time so you'll get an email like that week for the Zoom link and everything. You you mentioned the Ya sisters several times. I mean, obviously that's you and your sister, mm-hmm. um, but you guys are kind of known for like, you know, giving back and like working hard to give back to the community and helping others as much as possible. So like, I don't know, explain a little bit about like the Ya sisters and how we can follow you to see like what other projects you're working on and stuff like that. Of course. So the Ya sisters is really a, it's a production company for creatives and we work with you to create opportunities and foster communities and we started off really by just wanting to give back and that same idea of being a New Yorker of not wanting to sit still but uh, basically we started off during Hurricane Sandy when we were turned away because we wanted to volunteer but we were too young so we were like no that's not going to stop us from giving back and so we ended up like putting on cabarets and we sold bracelets. We did bake sales. Um, we partnered with a, like a little fashion company, basically that taught, uh, that teaches like uh, fashion and sewing. And we partnered with them and we ended up raising enough money to bring arts days to schools that uh, had their arts budgets cut um, due oh, to wow. restru- like restructurings their schools and building the gyms and, you know, um, that kind of a thing and rebuilding necessarily their schools because a lot of it was shut down but their arts budget were completely cut and and being you know an artist and and I know Michael like you know having the arts is such an important part of your childhood right it inspired you so we wanted to make sure that everyone 
got that opportunity. And so from there, we just kind of grew and we started doing other projects. One of our latest ones was hashtag make invisible visible, where we fundraise and raise awareness for invisible illnesses. So like anything from Lyme disease to lupus and Crohn's. And we did, uh, we made t-shirts, we did photo shoots, we did video shoots, we did cabarets. Uh, And it was really amazing because we ended up giving um, all of our donations to directly to patient care. Um, Because a lot of the time, you know, when you donate, uh, it's great to donate to research hospitals and everything to find a cure, which is awesome. But then there's also those people that can't afford treatment. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that those people were getting taken care for. So that was our, our latest one. And it was pretty amazing because we were able to do it in New York and in LA. Um, and I think that's oh. one of the coolest parts of, of, of that hashtag making visible visible. And yeah. So if you ever have an idea, you know, that wants producing or whatever, we're here and we'd love to. And you're still, you're yeah. still working on that too, right, Maya? With the, um, making visible visible, right? Yeah, we're still we're, we still work on making visible visible, um, and okay, it's cool. continue to grow and want to grow. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean, it, guys, if anyone like, if you're interested, yeah, listeners, I mean, check that out. It's really great. <laughs> I thought it was still happening. I just want to make sure for go go check it out, but it's not there anymore. But no, it is. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, Mike, Michael's on top of it. Yeah, no, we just recently. Yeah, I'm um, ready. <laughs> Uh, and I recently partnered with um, this company called Ride Out Lime, and we did a bunch of uh, like a series of Pilates classes for, um, and it was like gentle Pilates classes for movers and for um, for people uh, who are struggling with chronic illness and and wanted to move in a safe way. Um, and so we worked with them for like three weekends uh, and brought them Pilates classes, and then those donations went to um, Ride Out Lime, which is a Lime organization. So, it, it, you know, we're just, we continue to grow and we continue to learn and give back. I love that. And speaking of Pilates, um, you also are doing Pilates in your uh, benefit stuff. So if you're interested in Pilates, I mean, obviously, like as a theater person, warming up your body is so important yeah. and just moving your body. And obviously that's <laughs> often difficult during these times. So if you're interested in taking a Pilates class, so like they don't just offer like yeah. Q&As and like. It's not just singing and, and dancing and workshops, although it, I mean, like Michael taught the coolest class. He was our opening class and he did a thing uh, yes. and a class. That was awesome. Um, yeah, and then Kay and I are teaching a Pilates class for movers, what, May 2nd, I think. So yeah, I think so. And yeah, yeah we had a cooking class too. I mean, we had a yeah. things too. I love it. And Mark Tuminelli, who most of these people listening know, we, we've talked a lot about Mark. He had me on his podcast, etc. Um, it was awesome. He's a character. So yeah, go check him out. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and Maya, you actually, speaking of Mark Jimenelli, you have experience at Broadway Workshop, and that's kind of how you got your start. So, and then you've moved on and you've done uh, Mary Poppins on Broadway. You've talked a little bit about Avita uh, and all these like crazy things. And you were on Disney Channel and Bizarre Bark, uh, all of that. So uh, I guess like, let's talk a little bit about like, how, how did doing, you know, theater first, like being in Evita and Mary Poppins, how did that kind of help you prepare for like a role like in Bizardvark and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, for me at least, the main difference is between like TV and Broadway, I think is definitely that you get to retape. Yes. <laughs> but I think something that Broadway definitely prepared me for, and um, especially for like Disney, was going with like the flow and having energy, you know, because that was like one of the most fun experiences when when you're on set, you know, you just got to like keep going and go with the pace and and be bubbly and fun and energetic, which um, I probably have too much energy to begin with anyway. But and <laughs> set aside the fact that their candy station is literally unreal. Yes. Uh, I think that definitely Broadway helped me learn how to obviously pro- be professional in a work environment with older people, but also how to bring yourself to a character and how to have that that energy um, to just keep going and try new things and and just power through. Michael, what what about you? Like you've done, Michael is, you got to ask him about like the Dear Evan Hansen experience. Oh my God, I've talked to so many times playing every single character because this man is insanely talented. Yes. So that's what I want to talk about because I mean, listen, we've talked about like swings and all of that and just like the like I in Finding Neverland I had to play four roles as well so like it's it's kind of like a crazy thing you know and just like so I I wanted to talk to you because obviously I mean when you're playing four different kids I mean they're all kind of the same in a way as far as they're all just like kids and have a lot of energy but in Dear Evan Hansen I mean all three of the characters that you play so you play Connor, Evan, and Jared they're all vastly different yeah and even like even them as individuals like have all of the emotions in two hours so like it's crazy yeah so how do you I don't know how do you not only keep track of who you're on for that night but also, I don't know, like kind of keep it fresh and act like, you know, you, you do this every night. Yeah, no, for sure. It, that, definitely. They're all very, very different characters. So it was a lot of fun, but it was also a, your head would spin, you know. But it was really great. I had a great experience with Dearvin Hansen. Loved it. I just loved the show. I was always a big fan of Michael Greif, yes. who was our director. Always a huge fan. I mean, from Rent and everything that he did, and then Next to Normal. And then I even, you know, If Then, I love that show. I mean, all those his shows he directed were wonderful. And uh, so I was really excited to work with him. And then uh, Ben Pazic and Justin Paul, they were amazing. I, I was a huge fan of them as writers, music writers. I went to a lot of their concerts when I was in college and things yes. like that. So it was so exciting to get to work with them. And then and Stephen Levinson as well. I mean, he's amazing too. I, um, and it was just a really amazing team to be able to work with. But with the, um, with the show in particular, with the parts, for me, what I did, and I created a, uh, a little sheet for each character, because for me, the most confusing part of it, besides the actual like character development of each one, 
was mainly just trying to figure out where each person entered and exit, you know, obviously in our our blocking and those things, you know, show is unique in a way where, especially for Connor and mainly Jared, Jared would always jump in in these different places (laughs) and and then randomly go out wing three, but in this scene, scene wing two and that scene wing one, for some reason he was all, his blocking was crazy. And so I had these sheets for each one. And so when I first started, uh, you know, going on, I had, uh, you know, a copy on each side of the stage and I would just, I would make sure I like, checked it right before I went on and did the scene. And then, you know, and then eventually yeah, it was kind of like my training wheels. Eventually I didn't need that anymore, but it got me to at least feel like confident. All right, I'm, I'm entering the right wing. I'm going to land on 11, you know, 11, right. And then I'm going to exit wing three for some reason, you know, <laughs> so things like that. And then, you know, what I also found too, is the idea of doing, um, Evan Hansen. So I started out understanding three boys and then about, I guess, like maybe six to eight months in, I can't remember exactly, I started then taking over as the alternate as Evan Hansen. So I mainly just did Evan Hansen because I went on for him, you know, two to four times a week from whatever. Oh my gosh. And then I would take over like when they were on vacation or whoever. So that kind of became more of the role that I, I played. And then I would go on for the other boys if needed. Um, but was what was unique about that part in particular was that, you know, he's on stage for the whole time. And so kind of like what Maya was saying about, you know, when you go to do, you know, TV or something like TV work I've done, it's, you know, you get be able to do the, you do a take and then you're done, you're taking, you're done. But it's really cool to be able to do something where you can just kind of do it from the beginning to end. And, you know, Eli as, as well, obviously you've done theater and I love finding Neverland. It's an amazing show. Yeah. So that's awesome. But Thank like, you know, you get that opportunity to actually do the show from beginning to end and actually follow a character from beginning to end. And so that's a really cool thing. And so I kind of found it really more challenging, not more, but challenging in a different way when I was playing Connor and, and Jared, because they were in and out all the time with right. Evan. I was able to just go. I started the show. I was on the stage pretty much the entire show. I think I exit like three times and that's it. And then it's like, you know, you can really just be there and live in the scenes and just live in the show and not feel like you have to, you know, jump in and out all the time and get out of character and stuff. So, you know, that came with its own challenges as well, but I just found that to be interesting. You know, you would think that, oh, maybe the, you know, the person that's on, on stage as much, you know, that it's challenging in its own way, you know, so it it just was interesting. That was kind of enlightening. That was definitely how it was for me and and Mary Poppins, because like when, uh, as Jane Banks, you know, you're always constantly on the stage. I was, we never really, we literally never had a break. Every time we would run off stage, it would be like to grab water. And, and I would be the one that had, right. um, I'd hide like red M&Ms in like my <sighs> pockets and then it like squeezy applesauce so I could have like a sugar high in between. But like, it, it, I mean, it was insane the amount of time that you're on stage and and living in this role and then doing quick changes and having to stay like present and all at a, at a young age too. And also right. wise, you know, making sure that you're safe at all times, which you must know from like finding Neverland too. And um, which is honestly one of my favorite musicals ever finding Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. It's really good. incredible. It. So sad. And, and similar to you, I mean, I've been so fortunate because like Diane Paulus is like literally a work of art. Jagged Little oh, Pill yeah. is amazing. Waitress, all of that. Um, but Maya, I was actually in the tour of Mary Poppins. So like while, like while you were on Broadway, I was touring with it nationally. Oh, cool. um, and I played Michael. So yeah. So I totally know what you're saying as far as the whole Jane Banks and all of that situation. Yeah. Going back to Michael, or yeah, to Michael. Oh my God. I had a brain fart because I was saying Michael Banks. And then I was like, wait, that's not his name and it is <laughs> um so um you talked about like how you kind of ended up taking over evan um how 
like the alternate for Evan and everything. How difficult was it vocally for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about like what you had to do and like what you had to watch and like just your habits that you had to maybe change or whatever? Yeah, definitely. So it was funny. Everyone made fun of me. Um, not in a, in a playful, nice way. Yeah, right. I loved all the cast members and stuff, but they used to me because when I first started, I like watched the show ev- like every night and, and the other understudies did too, but I was kind of like, I was crazy about it because I just really, I'm like, I gotta watch it. Like I got this is how I'm going to learn it, you know? And so I watched that show so much. So by the time it opened, I'd seen it like hundreds of times, you know? <laughs> So I felt like I, I, for me, it was super important to be like, I, I wanted to get to the point where, and you guys know, where you get to that point where you could basically be on autopilot and do the show and just feel like, almost be like, I, I don't even know how I just did that. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to do that for just doing that. I wanted to be able to just be able to focus on other things. So when I finally, I just want to get to the point where I feel like, all right, I know the blocking, the lines, the song, like the back of my hand so that then I can focus on all the really important stuff, like, you know, the intricacies of it and the detail work of it and all those things and just have fun with it, you know? So I had that kind of long period where I really got to do that. So then by the time I went on for Evan Hansen for the first time, while I was like so nervous because it was like, that was just so nerve wracking. Like the whole first scene where you just open up the laptop and then it's like, you just oh start gosh. the show. It was like, so I was like, oh my God, and you start with this monologue and stuff. I was so nervous. But, it, you know, I think because I was so, I had watched it so many times, I'd studied it so much. I felt so comfortable that the nerves didn't affect it as much. Mm. And so that then when I got to like, you know, after a couple of weeks and months, I really kind of just settled into the role, was able to make it my own. And so good. I saw it in it like four times, maybe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it's funny though, when I watch, I've seen like Bootlegs of Me like really early on, and it's a very different performance from when I did it like a year later. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like I changed it so much. So, you know, and good, you know, so it's... Uh, you made it your own, like, as you go. Exactly. Exactly. So I changed it as a win. And, and, and you know, and also, you know, working with the director, Michael Greif and stuff, he was very, like, in, like very much about, like, he came to the show pretty much every week, gave us notes, like, even after it opened and everything. Wow. So he was really into changing things and keeping things fresh. And so that really changed my performance alone, just by, you know, working with him so much. With And it's cool to have a director like that who really is very, you know, into detail and likes to keep on it, you know. And, uh, and that was kind of cool for all of us. We'd always joke because... You know, we always, when he was there, you always got your notes and stuff and you had to take, you know, and, it, and which was great. It kept it, you know, kept you on your toes, which is good. Totally. That's awesome. I mean, I would, I would love to just go watch the show. I mean, I'm jealous how many times you've gotten to see the show because it's just such an enjoyable show. I'm sure that had a lot. Oh, yeah. I know. I wish I could see it tonight, but. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We all need a little Javen Hansen right now. Let's be real. <laughs> yes. We're very popular. <laughs> all of it um and so michael you talked about earlier too about like your creative team and dear evan hansen and Pazic and paul i was fortunate enough to work with them in the greatest showman and in a christmas story and then now you're making music so like do you feel like learning from them and watching them and everything like that it's kind of impacted how you write and your music kind of now that's a good question um i, I yeah i mean i i think anybody i i think you know, all the artists that I like and have listened to always kind of inspire me to, you know, in, in some way, either subconsciously or consciously, uh, with my writing and music. I, but I did, I learned so much from them just from just, you know, just watching their process and being able to be a little bit a part of when, you know, cause technically I was from the original cast. So I, I, I saw them all throughout their rehearsal, you know, right. rehearsals, rehearsals, 
Broadway. So, you know, I was able to just kind of watch them and see what they were doing and change things here and there. And then also just how detailed they are again um, and, and things like that. So, yeah, I, I learned a lot from them. And, and I just I think they're just amazing songwriters and and, um, you know, it was an honor to work with them. But for sure, I definitely was you know inspired by them. I love that. So great melodies. They have the best melodies and greatest showman. I love that. That that was that good for you. That's awesome. I love that movie. It was so great. My mom was obsessed with the greatest showman when it first came out. Like literally every time we were on an airplane, she'd watch it the entire time. And I mean, like a six-hour flight between New York and LA and LA to New York. Um, she would watch. Yeah. It. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I'm obsessed oh, with The Greatest Showman. And I was fortunate enough to work on all the readings and then my voice changed oh, my so I wasn't able to do it, the oh, movie, because no. I couldn't hit the song anymore. I know, oh, it was so no. tough. It's not a million But it's all good. It wasn't meant to be. It's good. Now, this thing is hard. I went through it. I, we, yeah, it right? Was such a, it's tough, um, right? It's like, oh, that was such a crazy time. But that's awesome. You got to work, you know, with, in the beginnings like that, just to be able to work yeah. with them is awesome. Oh, my so, God. It's truly. It, they're, they're just to see how their minds work and everything. They're like incredible. Oh, yeah. It's been so oh incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. And it was really cool, too, to like be a part of that and then like watch the movie and then be like, whoa, what happened to this song? And what happened to this part? And like, like, you know, like watching the changes and everything you know, like that. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the same for any project, both in theater and in TV and film, you know, like it's really cool to be a part of that, like beginning stages of the process. And just to say that you were still kind of like part of that process and kind of inspiring the role and everything like that as they were creating it yeah yeah for sure that's awesome michael i actually have so i have a, like this thing called patreon and like a couple people are like in like a little community or whatever and they have a question for you um one of your questions was ah. is it more difficult Ooh. to play this is from brandon chang by the way um is it more difficult to play connor because there are so many versions of him Example, the real one, Evan's manifestation and Jared's manifestation. So can you talk a little bit about like the depth and dynamic of Connor? Yeah, that's interesting. That's a really good question. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. <laughs> that's cool. So yeah, so the, however, I think I know the answer. So the main thing is, is that with Connor was that you wanted to play Connor, like obviously in the first scene when he's, you know, when he's not, a manifestation of their minds you want to play him throughout the entire show as if he is just you know alive a real character and mm. and you want to play him as if you know he has his needs what he wants to achieve in each scene what he wants to achieve by the end of the show and so you really need to humanize him as you know uh, just genuinely playing connor as connor would be playing you know as being himself you know for me it was i had a unique experience because i played each part so when i would go on stage i had you know and you you know this when you have a different perspective okay when you're having somebody that you just played last night and then now they're speaking <laughs> to you as yeah. the other part and it's like you're trying not to mouth the word sometimes so uh so you got to really be in the character and really think about all right this is you know and do your technique and the things you want to do but so for me the biggest way into connor is just playing Connor as genuine as possible and not thinking about that aspect of he's a, you know, a manifestation of, of their minds and stuff and just, and just playing it as if the, as the character Connor, you've decided you're playing, you know, and keeping that throughout the show. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine all three, every character in Jevin Hansen is just so unique and so dynamic and literally like everyone's favorite. So like, it's so like, <laughs> it's, it's amazing just to play any of them and you were able to play three. That's just so cool. It was fun. It was a really good time. So Maya, let's, yeah. let's transition a little bit over to you. So you, 
you are like you know like every like teenager and preteens like dream you know <laughs> like you were able you've been able to work on broadway you've been able to work on nickelodeon so and disney channel and all of these amazing things when you were like you know because you were kind of that age where like you, you had to love disney i mean every child loved disney and nickelodeon and what oh, all yeah. of this and you were kind of at that it. age yeah right so like how cool is it to like not only like be that age and like where you're just like nickelodeon and disney channel is the only thing i watch and nothing even compares and and like being on set and like seeing yourself on that channel how cool is that yeah it, i mean it's amazing i think while i was doing it i don't think i really realized it to be honest i was lucky enough to do the pilot of bizarre Vart, and i think that experience also was just so insane. Like it was just amazing um, to be able to really form this character. Like you were saying for, you know, um, with building like Connor and building your Evan, it's the same thing. Um, to be able to build like a Disney Channel character from yeah. scratch and have right. so many people to support you. And I think that that was just such an amazing experience. And that I would never really get to play anywhere else, right? Melissa is literally Melissa with a B. Um, she plays, yeah. like, I play a bassoon, you know? It's, my outfits are crazy. My hair is crazy. I love it. Um, I wear two different earrings that are, like, crazy. Um, so uh, <laughs> it, to be able to form that character, I think, was such a beautiful experience. And being on set was amazing. And because, I mean, and, and I think because also it was, like, that Disney environment, and they had so much experience working with kids. It was such like a welcoming environment and everyone wanted to like help each other and and make each other better. And all of the kids like are so amazing and I love them so much. They're still, I mean, they're still my really good friends uh, to this yeah. day. I was so lucky with the Nickelodeon, um, you know, nominated for a daytime Emmy Award was something I don't think I've ever, you know, thought of as like a 12 year old girl to be flown out to like yeah right? not a big deal you know just like casual <laughs> yeah but that was that was pretty cool so I would say yeah I think I, that was like during a voice that was one of the voiceovers fun fact actually during one of the tapings I lost one of my teeth no oh how did you do that oh oh just lost your I lost it too it just like during did it just like fall out oh yeah or like and it's weird because like my teeth like I went through a phase where like they just never would fall out like on their own like they'd have to be yanked mm. out you know what I mean this is probably like too much, too much information but um <laughs> no it's all good fact, it definitely did um definitely did fall out during one of the tapings oh my god that's incredible that's really funny <laughs> that's awesome like the milk duds and the skittles that I was eating Oh no, that'll do it. <laughs> my, my parents always used to give me like Jolly Ranchers and be like, "Much down." I'm like, "No, <laughs> I could I couldn't stand teeth pulling. Oh my god, it was the worst." Um, oh yeah, yeah, right. Swinging the door trick or whatever. Oh my god, I. I literally, yeah, I, would never do that. I would never let my parents do that. I always like ran and like. <laughs> that is the craziest thing. Oh my know. God. I never. can never. No, seriously. So we were talking before, you know, obviously like about how much of an impact audiences have 
on your performances and like all of that and just being an actor as a whole um this question is for both of you i mean you guys have both been in projects right mary poppins with all the magic and everything like that avito's beautiful story dear evan hansen's incredible story what are some of the most like memorable stories that you guys have maybe after the show that have kind of been like for you you know like yes this is why i do it and this is why i love it yeah with um David Hans in particular i think just because of the um uh like the subject matter of it you know it, it there you really felt like even in addition to just doing a great show you really felt like you were you know help, helping people get either get through something or, or you know discover something about themselves or whatever it may be but it really felt like you were kind of giving back to a community and and the show the show even donated to a lot of uh, different organizations like suicide prevention and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was really heartwarming and, and very eye-opening for me. One, the letters that I received from different people who had seen the show and either went through a similar experience and felt you know comforted by seeing the show or saw themselves as one of the characters and things like that. Um, or also just going out to sign you know autographs after the show and people telling me that they either had... Uh, a parent or a son that passed away or died by suicide or something like that and and was able to the, the show that really resonated with them and so that was really you know I wasn't expecting that going into the show I, I mean I knew the show had a heavy subject matter and, and really spoke about things that were you know very necessary and need to be talked about um, but I didn't know it would have that much of an impact on people right right after and that people would be so unwilling and open to talk about it after a show and um so it was very it was very uh moving for me and it was definitely a growing experience for me to hear these stories and and uh be able to you know empathize with these people was really really interesting very very nice it was really cool yeah totally i I mean i i couldn't imagine like a show like jervin hansen um i was in a show to trevor the musical it was like an off-broadway run or it was a run in chicago and now it's moving to off-broadway um and that and you know my character trevor ended up like trying to commit suicide and oh, same thing yeah. like it was like it, it's based off the trevor project so like well that's uh, what i was just gonna say i was i was just saying and which we i think our show yes with, uh yeah so i was just about to say the trevor project that's amazing yeah no yeah totally and so like you it's work so- with um joshua turchin Oh no, I wasn't in the off Broadway run. I did. Okay. I was Trevor in the Chicago run, and then my oh, voice no. changed. He's teaching one of our benefit classes. Yes, Josh Turchin, who's also a part of the Broadway Podcast Network family, and he has his own like the early night show thing going. Um, yeah, we we love Josh, and I know Josh very well. Um, he, we've done a bunch of cabarets and like projects and everything together. He's the best. But no, like same thing, like totally. Like it's crazy how how much any story and you can affect someone and you're just kind of going out there telling a story and when you're telling the story, you may not realize how big of an impact it has until like afterwards and you're like, wow, like yeah. I love my job because I get to do this and get to have impacts on people's lives. Maya, what about you? I'm sure, I mean, Mary Poppins, literally like the magic and everything, it got so many kids and any, anyone, like even adults, like oh, yeah. into Broadway and everything like that. How cool is that? Yeah. Mary Poppins is just, it's so magical and they make it so magical, not only for like the audience, but also for the people in it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Right. I think the whole experience also of, you know, and how Michael was saying people coming up to you and that, that same kind of thing, how I was saying like in Hurricane, my first show, that's really what made me fall in love with acting to begin with. But 
it was definitely a different experience for me to like walk outside of the stage door and see kids, you know, because yeah, in like Les Mis and Evita and those kind of things definitely is very different than going outside and seeing kids your age and be and then being like inspired by the magic and inspired by you. And, and I think that that's so awesome. And all of the experiences that I've had, I think that just as a performer in general, and you get this, it's so special to to be able to perform for people and make them feel things, you know, whether it be like happy or sad. And like Michael was saying, um, you know, you touch someone's lives with this art. And that's why I'm so sad that like, you know, we're in like this quarantine and that's why I wanted to do benefit to make people feel yeah. again. Um, Cause I think that that's definitely, you know, like we're, we're missing that. And I, and benefits bringing that back and so many people are doing so many creative things and, I don't know. I just think that there's like, there's such a difference in, in magic, right. With, with musical theater too. Um, I'm such a musical theater nerd. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess if that, I mean, th- that, does that kind of answer your question? No, or? it totally answers the question because like, that's kind of what I was alluding to, like just seeing kids your age, you know, and almost having them say like, Oh, like I look up to you and like, I want to do that too. And like stuff like that. Like, hearing that from like someone that's your age just oh, like, yeah, it, for sure. it really... and, like for actually to have like your friends be able to come and see you because yeah totally you know, they wouldn't necessarily when you're like nine years old you're not going to necessarily see some other shows but when you're nine years old you're going to go and see mary poppins and you're going to be like oh my goodness um right it was so exciting i think for me to be able to like show and share my like share what i love to do and 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 with my friends, you know what I mean? So when I go to school, they're like, oh, this is what she does from like 8 a.m. 8 to midnight. You know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus michael you have a, a podcast too right you 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 have a podcast you make music all of that fun stuff tell us a little bit about that and where we can find that yeah, for sure. So my podcast, Simplify, I was doing that for a while and I gave it a pause because I had some other things going on. So it's going to be back at some point. It'll be back and better than ever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but for now, it's on pause. Um, but essentially what that is, it's called Simplify, sim- you know, like Simplify, but with L-E-E, which is my middle name. Very clever, I know. Yes, I love it. <laughs> it's super clever. It just rolls off the tongue. Um, but the essence of what the podcast is, is just about how we can simplify our lives in order to... Um, you know, uh, live healthily, live happy and how we can go about achieving our goals. I just think it's super important that we, you know, for me, when I want to work towards something, the best way I can do it is by simplifying it and finding out ways how I can do that. And, you know, even down to the things we eat, the things that, you know, way we exercise or things we do, whatever it may be, 
more simple ingredients we have or, the, or is the better way to go in life. So that's kind of what the essence of the podcast is. And I've had some great guests so far from doctors to, you know, uh, you know comedians to different people. And, and so check it out and uh, there'll be more coming. And then music wise, yeah, I'm always doing music and I, 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 I just a lot of it kind of got paused with everything going on, but I had a couple songs, more acoustic songs I just put out just because I was trying to just start putting more music out, even though in these difficult times. And uh, I have a, uh, a single coming out soon in a couple of weeks, and that's more of a bop. Uh, yeah. So that'll be cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bop. Uh, the, last, <laughs> the last couple of songs were a little bit more on the somber side, but I, I think they're, they're pretty oh, nice. So, yes, uh, so I listen to them. They're very good. Yes. Oh, thank yes, you. Thank they're you. amazing. I love them. <laughs> you can check them out on all the streaming services. And uh, I, the first EP I released when it used to be was a lot of fun. I worked with Maddie James Thomas, who was, who was Pippin. Yes. And, uh, he basically produced it and stuff. And so that was really kind of my, I was always writing songs and getting into that. And that was kind of the first EP that I released. And then from there, I just started to write, you know, do more songs and stuff like that. And, and I'm going to have more songs, like I said, coming out. So it's just like an ongoing thing that I love doing and love writing. And yeah, check it out on all the streaming services. Michael Lee Brown is my name. So, uh, <laughs> so please, yeah, check it out. I love that. Well, this has been honestly this has been amazing check out benefit and all of these amazing things and also before we leave tell everyone your uh, social media so that they can follow along for both benefit and any other projects that you may work on in the future uh, you can follow me at maya jade frank and then you can go ahead and follow the yaw sisters so the yaw ya sisters <laughs> and that'll keep you up to date with benefit and if you guys want to sign up, go to theofficers.com slash benefit. Donate if you can. Take these classes. They're here for you. And yeah, and if you're interested in teaching a class and being involved, you seriously don't need any experience to, to come in and, and, um, and take a class. It's open to everybody. We want to make it inclusive. And we want to see your faces, right? We want to make this community as big and bright and happy as possible. So. Stay tuned there. And yeah, and follow me on my own account. I'm working on some cool stuff too. So you can go ahead and check me out there. But yeah. Yeah, so please, please sign up. And mine's Hey Michael Lee Brown. So it's H E Y Michael Lee Brown. Hey Michael Lee Brown. Hey. And I, <laughs> I love it. All these creative names, Michael. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Michael Lee Brown was taken when I went to make my Instagram. Really? Oh, no. Um, so the Hey. I was a decision between high and hey. I don't know if I was taken. <laughs> why i chose hey <laughs> i love it it worked it worked <laughs> well i literally thank you guys i can't thank you enough and everyone check out benefit thank you both for coming on and sharing your stories and a little bit about benefit uh yeah this has been a blast thank you so much thank for having so us really appreciate it of course i'm glad you, i'm Yay. glad that you we were able to make this work take a bow maya jade frank and michael lee brown oh my god i'm obsessed the three names it's so much fun but come on, what they're doing is so cool. Obviously, they're both highly reputable people. And now they've joined forces to create Benefit, which is so cool and so fun and uh, so helpful for so many people. It's benefiting a lot of people, including the Actors Fund and whoever takes the classes. It's really great. I may or may not be be teaching a class soon um you may want to keep your eye out on that i'm so excited about that i don't know if i'm supposed to share it yet but it it, it may happen soon it may not wink wink 
so keep your eyes out for that if you're interested. And there's a lot of cool things happening. There's a lot of amazing talent that are volunteering their time to help the Actors Fund, to help everyone who's attending these classes, everything like that. Obviously, like I mentioned in the interview, there are a lot of my friends who are doing it, but also a lot of Take a Bow guests that are doing it. So it's very exciting. So keep an eye out on that. Go check it out. Go register for a class if you're interested. It's great. And now let's turn it over to Drama Dictionary. We have some fun things coming to the podcast. We may be getting some songs for these segments, but I will keep you all posted on that. But for today, we're just having myself introduce Drama Dictionary. And if you are new, Drama Dictionary is our weekly segment where we introduce a new word every week. And today's word of the day is going to be AEA. It's taken us back a couple weeks ago. I introduced what OBC meant, and I mentioned that that's what you'll see in the playbill and everything like that when you go see a show. So AEA is the same thing. Obviously, it's a three-letter abbreviation, but also it's something that you'll see in playbills. You'll see them on resumes. You'll see them on the internet, whatever it may be. You may see them in like their Instagram bio, whatever. And what that stands for is it actually stands for the Actors' Equity Association. And that is our union that the actors in the Broadway community are under. So, And it is specific to Broadway and theater because for TV and film, they have a completely different one. And that's SAG and SAG-AFTRA. So, yeah, some fun things to know. Obviously, a union, it's important to kids and adults to make sure that they're being treated equally, uh, respectively, and they're being taken care of, really. And of course, for kids, the union is much stricter as far as, you know, they can't work as many hours, they can't do a certain amount of shows if their role is big, if their role is a main character. Um, there's all of these things that go into it, and it's really interesting. And it protects us actors, and it gets us better pay and everything like that. So... Usually when you do get a role on Broadway, you have to join AEA, but not anybody can join the union. You have to have a certain amount of credits and credentials to be eligible for, uh, to be part of the union. So that's some fun things about the industry of Broadway and, um, all of that. So AEA, if you, I'm sure you will now see it more than you ever have before now that you know what it is. And now that I introduced it to you, so you're welcome. (laughs) And for our final segment of today's episode, let's do some triple E, shall we? It's Eli's entertainment experience. And honestly, I'm going to do this one from an audience perspective. I know I have shared my experiences as an actor, uh, but this week I wanted to do it from an audience perspective, and I wanted to talk about seats. Um, When you go see a Broadway show, you know, you have to get a ticket, and then the ticket, of course, you're going to have to pick your seat. And I saw, like, this interesting article that kind of said that it doesn't matter where you sit in a Broadway theater, it it won't affect how much you like a show or not. And honestly, like, I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like this where you sit in a theater uh, really has an impact on whether you will enjoy the show or not, or maybe not enjoy the show or not, but the level of enjoyment that you will uh, receive when seeing a show. Uh, Because obviously, like, if you're seeing, like, half of this stage, 
how are you gonna like the show as much if you saw the full stage you're like not even seeing everything like you're missing things and i feel like that's like something really hard so i definitely think that it does affect your enjoyment of the show and i'll give you an example the first time i saw beetlejuice i sat at like the far right of the house and i was only able to see like a quarter of the stage like really i wasn't able to see much of the stage and it was like a last minute like cheap ticket that i was able to get and i was like well i really liked it but I want to like give it a real shot. Like I want to see everything that was going on. And especially like in a show like Beetlejuice, there's so many things happening on stage at once. It's kind of crazy. And when I saw it the second time, I enjoyed it so much more. I was like going crazy while I was watching it because I was like, how did I miss this the first time? I was so like upset and I was like, oh my God, like, what that's insane and um obviously there have been like other times where I've gone to shows where I haven't had the best seats because you know like sometimes that's just how it works and um especially like working you don't really know if you can go to the show until like last minute so it's really it really does impact it and I'm curious to know uh for everyone who's listening like if you've seen a show of any caliber, what all of your opinions are on seeing a show maybe from a bad seat or not. And I'm curious to hear if that has affected your enjoyment of the show or not. So yeah, that's a little bit about my experience as an audience member. And that'll wrap it up for this week's episode. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode. It's episode 44 and next week is 45. I'm so excited. And yeah, just your friendly reminder to continue to be kind to one another, please, because we all need a little kindness and we all need to help spread it. So yeah, thank you all for listening to this week's episode and I'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.